0: We're live. Hey, Caroline. Well, we're not. Hi. We're not really live. That's true. We're not
1: live. We're just like recording now. Recording. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Happy spring.
0: Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, happy longer days. Daylight savings time is I okay. I don't understand something. Maybe you can clear this up for me. So. Sure. Did we just enter daylight? Like, did we just start daylight savings time or did we just end daylight savings time? I don't know. (laughs) I
1: think we just started it actually. I think so too. Because EDT is the acronym for Eastern Daylight Time when we're in daylight savings time and we're in EDT right now. Okay. So that would be my like educated guess, but I don't actually know.
0: So, okay. yeah, but we'll go with
1: that. We'll go with that. We yeah. will. Emily, I have to share um, with you my yes. drink for today. I went to um, the okay. corner store, which has a bunch of eclectic beers, and I was trying to find something like train themed or like something like <laughs> that, that could, you know, work for this game. And the only thing I could find was this like beer and it's called across or access trail. And this just kind of reminded me of Fatima a little bit. I don't know, like the beard. (laughs) So I went with that. I don't know. Yeah. The
0: okay. Like the costume. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It was the closest I could find. Everything was boats. There were no trains and and boats and cars. (laughs) No trains, and I was. What the hell, beer
0: companies? Come
1: on, guys, get on! You are missing an entire
0: market of Nancy Drew fans. You're missing a whole whole market of Nancy Drew fans. You're just not targeting. Exactly. Should we just pick some of our favorite beers and make labels for them and relabel them to be Nancy Drew themed? That would be so
1: fun! Oh my gosh, Nancy Drew themed
0: brewery. (laughs) That would be. Um, speaking of Nancy Drew. What game are we talking about today Caroline? We are talking about The Last Train to Blue Moon
1: Canyon which is one of my favorite games um in the series so I'm really excited it's to talk about it.
0: Very good. It's very it's strong. very good. Yeah. Yeah. It, we'll talk about it. We'll get there but I uh... You know, I mean, I'm sure for both of us, the experience of going back and playing through these games with like an analytical brain with a more critical mindset has been very eye opening uh, because I have games that I've liked for one reason or another, whether it's because I really like the puzzles or I really like this certain thing that happens in this game and looking at this game and I've always liked this game, but looking at it from a more critical point of view I was like damn this game is strong it's a strong game
1: I had the exact same experience like this has always yeah. been in my top couple of games but I've never like yeah. now playing it again I'm like wow like th- why is no one talking about how good this game is <laughs> like
0: yeah ridiculous. I know it is considered a fan favorite game too and this game actually so it came out in 2005 which is my first fun fact this game was released on September 13th 2005 and I remember when it came out because I believe I had just played my first Nancy Drew game so that puts me in like fifth grade which is good because that's the age that I've been telling people Um, yeah yeah but I had played the first game and I went to Target to look for another one And Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon was on, like, the new releases section. And I remember looking at it and I saw... um, Do you remember the boxes that had, like, the... It was the big chunky box with the flap in front. And you can open the front flap and get a little game preview. I remember opening the flap and I saw those fucking, like, dolls. And I was like, "Mommy, I don't think I can play this game yet. (laughs) It looks kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) So I waited a little bit, but... (laughs) Yeah, mm. it looked kind of scary. Um, the dolls are still terrifying, and I did jump a little bit when that one doll said. mama. Oh
1: Emily, Someone's I was, me a look right now, everybody. I hate that <laughs> doll. I was like, I'm fully an adult person and I like jump scared from that still. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, i like, okay. well, I've it never happens. I don't like, this is such a specific thing, but I've never, well, I don't like anything really scary, but I really don't like anthropomorphic or like, I don't know, like um, dolls or toys that come alive has just, it's my least favorite thing. Do you like Toy Story? I do because I like, it's not scary. Like they they have, (laughs) like that was fun for me to imagine that when I would leave for school, all of my toys were like hanging out with each other you know that Uh was fine I didn't like the um baby doll on the spider legs though the like baby doll head like franken toy that um Sid makes oh hated that thing um but anything like I didn't watch Doctor Who because I knew there was an episode where like dolls come to life in in it and I didn't think I could handle it I was just like I can't do it even as an adult
0: never watched Doctor Who because of one episode
1: well, it's there that. are
0: some episodes, some episodes of Doctor Who are like very scary.
1: Right. And I and that's why I didn't watch it just because at the age all my friends were watching it, as you know, I was like part of the our church culture of like mm-hmm. being into Doctor Who um, at the time everyone was watching it. I was too I think I would have been too afraid to watch it if I'm being honest. So okay. I've never seen I've seen some episodes of it, but I've never seen like the series like back to front ever.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Caroline, did I ever tell you that when I was a kid, I I collected one thing. Can you guess what my collection was of? Is it dolls? American porcelain girl dolls? dolls? Oh, porcelain <laughs> dolls. Like, oh wow, old uh, like I had some really old porcelain dolls. I had we had a family friend who would make porcelain dolls. And, and this is, a, I didn't think it was very creepy at the time, but she made a porcelain doll to look like me and gave it to me. <laughs> that is terrifying. I don't terrifying. know where that, I don't know, I... I have no clue where my doll collection went. My parents probably like got rid of it. They were like, really? This shit is creepy, and we just that's funny, had. though. I'm sure they kept a couple like yeah. they probably they would have kept that one that she had made to look like me. But yeah, had a porcelain doll collection. Oh, that's that's all... horrifying. I had like 30 sitting on shelves in my room. That's
1: amazing. I don't yeah. love. i, I- I'm sorry. So i, terrifying. I- I don't dislike porcelain dolls and the thing is is they're only terrifying if you make them terrifying otherwise they're just dolls yeah, just yeah. throwing that out there but yeah anyway, I was Some an American them... girl doll
0: kid yes which we've mm-hmm. talked about but yeah very into that I only had one American girl doll but I loved her very much yeah
1: they're all very special should we uh special.
0: should we <laughs> get get going more with fast it? facts <laughs> do you have more sure um, so this game takes place in Copper Gorge, Colorado. We have so many characters in it, which is a very strong point of this game because uh, not all not all of the characters are suspects, which is actually something that I wish we had more of. You know, we get the Hardy Boys and Bess and George come back in person in future games. Um, but this is our first in-person look at the Hardy Boys and they are just... Uh, best friends stunning love them um this game is based on uh there was this series of nancy drew and hardy boys super mystery books and this is based on number eight in that series which is just called mystery train classic (laughs) the worst title for a book i've ever heard i'm like it sounds like the title for an escape room like yeah mystery train (laughs) um this is also our last game with a letter at the beginning. This letter in this game is to Hannah. And yeah, it's our, yeah, you look very sad. I mm-hmm. am. I forgot about that. I am sad. I Darn. didn't realize that either until I read that. Um, but it's the last game with the letter at the beginning. It is considered a fan favorite game. And I was able to confirm, do you remember last episode where um, I said that her, or uh, that secret of the old clock was supposed to be her interactive's last game.
1: That yes. is true.
0: Did confirm okay. that's a fact. Um, so her interactive mm-hmm. was only going to make twelve games. I couldn't find uh, why they decided to like keep making them. Yeah,
1: but and I don't I don't know why hit, secret so. of the old clock was the one that they were like. You know what? We need more of this. <laughs>
0: like that. Yeah. Is. Isn't that very interesting? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Um, I mean, my guess is probably like maybe the other games were just maybe the whole series of games was gaining traction and they were like, nah, let's just keep doing it. Yeah, I think that probably yeah. happened. Numbers are mm-hmm. a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all of my uh, fun facts. Do you have an Amazon review? Sleep paralysis? I, do. I have all of
1: those things ready okay, for you. gimme. gimme, gimme. Um, but I do want to start off with oh. since our last episode, I have read. I read some of the Secret <gasps> of the Old Clock books that it's based on, which is Ooh, super fun. Some of
0: the um, like five bajillion, right? It's four. <laughs> it's, and I okay, and I, re-read,
1: okay. um, I reread most of the Secret of the Old Clock because I was at visiting Brooklyn and I found it at a um, used bookstore for one dollar, and I was like, boom. Oh my. Like I was just like, all right, I know, really. Um, And so I read that and that whole book is about Josiah Crawley dying and trying to figure out where his second will is. And Richard Topham is featured in that book, but he's actually just a rich aristocrat who is kind of a jerk and doesn't need money. And he's married and has two really mean daughters who are mean to Nancy Drew. And that is the worst personality trait because Nancy Drew is amazing. And if you're mean to her, that's like you're dumb and that's stupid of you. Um, So they're Mm -hmm. really mean. And then um, I also read the first half of the bungalow mystery, which is the third one, because that was the one that I owned already. I had it at my parents' house mm. and I wanted to know, cause I'd never, I, I read it a long time ago, but I couldn't remember. And the plot of twist of that one is that um, this girl's mother passes away. And then is she is, you know, like becomes, I don't know, the gar- her guardians are her mom's old friends. And it turns out that the friend is an imposter. Um, So it's like got that plot line and the Josiah Crawley plot line. But I'm kind of like both of the books are very strong and very interesting. And I'm I'm just like, how come this game didn't like emulate much of that? Like, I almost feel like they could have picked one thing to focus on. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, Yeah. super interesting, super fun. Uh, High recommend. I love the old Nancy Drew books. They're so silly. Like they're so Mm -hmm. fun um okay Amazon review time baby yeah I took screenshots on my work computer so I'm gonna have to go through these so I have I'm gonna do two trying to find oh my god these are hilarious okay so we have a two-star review from dare Stein uh and the title is tedious. Not one of the best Nancy Drew games. First of all, the numerous puzzles on the train can all be solved in no particular order. So you have you have way too many uh, partially solved puzzles at the same time, which I actually love that aspect of this game. So, okay, whatever, you know. Um, it is very frustrating. Second, the visuals are very primitive looking, mostly awkward shapes with thick outlines. The howdy partner, robot, or person in the store is unpleasant to look at and just (laughs) uncanny. (laughs) But not in a good way. I didn't even want to finish it after a while. That cracked me up, that line about Fatima. And then we have... Oh my
0: gosh.
1: This one is three stars. And I I just love the title. It's good game for you people. And then this is (laughs) the review says... I am an older person. And as far as I got in the storyline, it is great. The puzzles are more like a chess game. I was good at chess when I was younger. I got to the toffee counting with the help of walkthroughs found on the internet, found the toffee game more like an arcade game of the 1970s. I'm not able to get through through the toffee. That's so funny. It's like a speed game. It's not even like <laughs> anyway. It's this game would be fast. I know. <laughs> This game would be excellent for young and fast individuals, but for old folks, it may be a challenge that cannot be beat. I just loved that one. I thought it was so cute. Aww. Tony, thank you for that. That was in 2021. That person left that review. So they, they might've been doing some COVID, COVID Nancy Drew. were um, we all? Yeah, I know it's true. <laughs> Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Um, I do have a, another fun fact that i found Ooh. on the internet which is that okay. um the four major characters in this game are all intended to be parodies of like various yes, character archetypes i saw that too i loved that and, and specifically uh-huh. um lori being like a direct like commentary on paris hilton because that was so mm-hmm. relevant during this time period that this came out Is so mm-hmm. fun yeah, but um, if anyone else is interested, um, John's show Ghost Chasers is a parody of Ghost Hunters and the trend of paranormal reality television series is um, Charlena is romance novelists like Danielle Steele, Nora Roberts, and then Tino is a parody of the bumbling television police detectives such as Columbo. And Columbo was the first person I thought of when I met Tino. Again, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Hello, Columbo. How are you doing? Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so maybe we could go into characters now let's
0: Let's do it um uh, first off i mean we have to mention our boys the hardy boys the boys uh, frank and joe um i uh, i have a guess, carolina i think that you and i both both prefer one brother and i think that it's the same brother frank yeah okay good (laughs) I was like I think Caroline and I both prefer Frank.
1: Yeah, but I like them both together. Like they they, yeah, they are they such a good pair. And funny. I so I wouldn't want to pick one over the other if I'm being honest. Like I want them together. They're so cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, if you had to date one, I know you would rather date neither of them, but mm, I would date <laughs> If you had to date one, who would you date?
1: I would date Frank because I, I'm the funny one.
0: Okay. I'm
1: the silly <laughs> one in the relationship.
0: My girlfriend okay. sweet.
1: Sarah is she's funny. Don't get me wrong, but she's more of like an April Ludgate kind of sarcastic, like, uh-huh. like dry kind of humor. And I'm just like silly, like constantly silly. And she is always like, I'm always just doing awkward dances for her. And she'll just w- watch me and be like, and and i just that's the dynamic so yeah so frank
0: (laughs) okay same same um the voice actors i know we've mentioned frank's voice actor before uh i they weren't listed on the page that i was getting all of my information from and i was trying to do my notes very quickly so i did not i decided not to actively seek out that information <laughs> but i know that we've mentioned frank's voice, voice actor before um, i don't know that we've mentioned joe's um, but yeah so yeah, that's th- that's the that on that they uh, come back later you can they look come it up. back yeah we'll we'll talk about it i'll bring it back up um, um lori gerard oh i was gonna can just make some frank and joe comments
1: which go for w- it my favorite part like they have a great dynamic. Like I think mm-hmm. that that is so underrated. Like even as phone contacts, I just love their dynamic and I think that they're a very realistic brother vibe. Like totally. Mm-hmm. So I just had to give a shout out because I was like, "Oh, I loved having them around. It was so fun."
0: So yeah. Yeah. They're very fun. Um I also saw the tropes thing that you saw. I think like the, I think we saw the exact same one, <laughs> but I wrote that down under each of the characters. So we have Lori Gerard, who's the spoiled bratty heiress. Um, she is uh, actually crazy pants, but also she's kind of brilliant. I know. That's the thing is
1: like, it'd yeah. be so easy to like, look at her the way she talks in her clothes and be like, Oh, what an idiot. But honestly, like she is kind of a genius. <laughs>
0: And like she's very smart. I love
1: it. She's great. She mm-hmm. was so fun to have around. Again, like, even though like we love to hate her. We love to hate her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's voiced by Sarah Papineau, who was in our last two games as the voices, the voice of both Ethel Bossini and Jane Willoughby. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? Jane that Willoughby is interesting. and Laurie Gerrard. Hmm.
1: I can't yeah that's wild that's so weird yeah Yeah.
0: very talented that's you're very talented Sarah (laughs) um next do you have anything else you want to say about Lori Mm -mm. uh next we have Tino Balducci who's that asshole big city New York cop um and this trope fits him very very well I hate him (laughs) He's the literal worst. Um, and he's voiced by Jeff Minerly. This is Jeff's only Nancy Drew voiceover, but Jeff has voiced several other characters in games that I had not heard of.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll have to yeah. look into that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I love I Tino is awful obviously but he is like such a step up from these like asshole male characters that often get featured in Nancy Drew games like I felt Mm. like he had kind of an arc and his like like patriarchal like bullshit was so funny all the time because Mm. it was so ridiculous and like hilarious and I I really liked having him around even though I don't like him obviously like he's like a nasty guy but he was a his presence would have been missed like he is such a Mm-hmm. A good character in this game i feel um because you yeah. kind of need that hubristic police detective if it's going to be a mystery solving competition so yeah, yeah it was fun,
0: definitely yeah he's very entertaining um and nancy's just like you're a stuck-up asshole and i'm just gonna deal with it and go about my right. business and <laughs> know that i'm better than you sure. um next we have charlena purcell who is our famous romance novelist. Caroline loves Charlena. I love her. I feel kind of meh towards Charlena. Oh, what? She uh, is kind of, she can be kind of standoffish. And uh, I, okay, Here's here's what I think it is. She didn't remember us but that's why i, I love her to you two, na- two games ago
1: <laughs> that's why i love her because she is so like absolutely full of herself and thinks she is the best person but in a way that has a lot of subtlety to it so we have tino who's like talking big big uh-huh. things about himself but she's like her way of telling us that she like doesn't care about us or like doesn't care about literally anything going on in this entire mystery and it's so iconic she's literally just there to write a book is just like i don't remember you like i love her oh i she just i wish i could have that like mystery and yeah. that like that sass she's a queen i i adore charlena purcell i would love to be forgotten by charlena purcell
0: like what an honor <laughs> okay her. cool i get it i get it sure she's great <laughs> Um, <laughs> charlena- is voiced by Julia Francis and I could not find her anywhere.
1: Yeah, it happens. I wonder who, yeah, so. who that is. We'll have to
0: Oh,
1: um, but I do want to say Charlena is a professional writer who does not have a pen on her ever, apparently. So that I cracked did me up notice a
0: lot. that. I was
1: like, um <laughs> like okay, girl. <laughs> yeah no i I, yeah. I love her and i her <laughs> hairstyle though in that like character design is like rough i'm like girl what are you doing anyway love her though it's just like it's like a knot yeah right it's like it's this like, a- you know how like girls used to do those things where they put their hair up in a ponytail but then cut it in half kind of like that you know what i'm talking about like, like if you would go to do a ponytail but then not pull it all the way through and so it would be like Like a loop, kind of like this. I can't do it. Yeah,
0: those stupid buns.
1: Yes, a stupid bun.
0: Yeah, I used (laughs) to do that all the time. I'm (laughs) I'm looking up a picture. I used to, I was always jealous of the girls who could do stupid buns because my hair is crazy thick and very curly. And so I could never pull off the stupid bun look. It (laughs) looked, it just, it looked, I mean, it looked like a stupid bun on me. The other girls managed to Make to make it, it look good. like a stupid bun that looked okay <laughs> I used um, to um look at my mm-hmm.
1: iconic my my dear friend from high school Jack he he knows me now still and and he often references like my classic high school hair was I would pull it would do be half up half down and I would do a stupid bun on just the top half of the hair and so it, oh it, and it was layered and so the front part would like stick up like this but then in the back oh. it would like kind of go like under the hair type. Uh-huh. I wore that every day <laughs> and it's really funny yeah.
0: I can picture it I'm trying to I'm remembering I'm remembering back to high school Caroline I, can uh, see it. I, I gave up social media for Lent otherwise I'd show you a picture
1: but maybe I'll find one and send it to it's you it's
0: okay there's time on another day as well <laughs> um and then we have John Grey who is the TV ghost hunter trope which is just my favorite. Love. Trope. Love.
1: He's also I like love really it hot. So much. Yeah. He's so hot. Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> Tell me about it. And like I appreciated I appreciated what her Interactive did with the ghost hunter trope. They made it very scientific and talked about like residual energy a lot and didn't just stick with like, oh, there's a ghost and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pull out my EMF detector and pull out my spirit box and see if the ghost says anything to me. And no, they talked about it in terms of like residual psychic energy, which could very well be a thing. So I appreciated that they. I think I appreciated that they took it because that is something obviously that I'm like very into and they didn't just shit all over it.
1: Totally. And I love a, a very great moment for his character in particular is when you see those weird lights outside the window and you go up to him and you're like, I think I saw a ghost. Like I saw these lights out there and he get, and then he says, Oh, you know what? It was probably actually like a scientific reaction going on with the mm-hmm. train, like screeching on the tracks. Like that is very admirable for, of him. Cause he could have easily taken that and been like, yes, someone believes me. Like, let me just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah he, he is a really like some people I've seen on the internet think he's kind of boring and I understand where they're coming from but I also think he has a subtlety to him that is needed within this other cast of characters Mm. because everyone else is so over the top but he has like just a quiet like intelligence to him that I think is quite overlooked I really loved having him around he was great
0: yeah yeah he's really fun and the I mean Ghost Hunters the show that he is based on. They do the same thing, which I really appreciate. You have, like, two of the top ghost hunting shows are Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventurers. Ghost Adventurers is hilarious. It's, the the host is, like, so over the top, just insane. Um, The podcast I listen to makes fun of him all the time. It's really funny. (laughs) Um, But Ghost Hunters, they will, for every, uh, like, phenomena that they encounter, they really try to explain it away scientifically. That's like they make the conscious effort to really, really do that. And then and honestly, like a good amount of the time they do, but there are times where they just can't. Um and that's what I like in my ghost shows. I'm like, explain it away when you can explain it away. But and then that just that gives you validity for the times that you can't. Right. Totally. Yeah.
1: No, I love that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Oh, and John Gray was voiced by Lowell Dio or Deo. It's D-E-O. And this is uh, his only voice credit.
1: Okay. Um, uh, should we talk uh, about sleep-
0: Fatima? Paralysis. Oh, I, why didn't I include Fatima? Jesus.
1: Well, I mean, to spoil the sleep paralysis, Steven, it's actually it's Edna, oh. the doll that says... Ah. oh god oh, that thing okay horrifying fatima's pretty close though that that costume is uncanny valley I, but i know save I save on animation exactly oh, that's exactly <laughs> why they did that but honestly like i i didn't mind fatima's presence like i really enjoy her i just think the oh, voice is Fatima. ridiculous like i love her so much that costume is ridiculous oh i love i love her she's an icon mm-hmm. queen mm-hmm hot dang hot dang and 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 she's played <laughs> by the the woman who did mrs drake and is going to do jing jing ling
0: yes yeah right? we did talk about that uh-huh yeah so i so think that's- it's i think it's that yeah
1: i'm pretty sure i i just listened to our curse of blackmore manor episode i don't know why but but yeah I, i'm pretty sure i remember <laughs> okay. that but anyway all right
0: nice gameplay gameplay Yay! Just, I mean, from the opening cutscene, the game just reads like a very well-written story.
1: Ooh. Yes! It it's is
0: so good.
1: It just starts off and it gets you into it and it is just, immediately there is like a mystery, like obviously Laurie introduces like the, the whole treasure kind of mystery or the mystery of um Jake Hurley, but also then there's like a whole new mystery immediately right off the bat and it's as if you are experiencing it instead of in the past mm-hmm. we've kind of come in from the outside looking in but this it's like happens mm-hmm. in front of us so yeah really strong
0: uh-huh and we get all of the characters introduced to us right from the get-go which right normally I feel like I wouldn't really enjoy but it plays well here it really works here I totally agree yeah. and I feel like they did a
1: very good job of all the character designs are so unique. Like sometimes like, I don't know, I kind of forget characters because they all kind of bleed into each other, but this game, I felt that they did a really good job with the character designs. They were all very specific and Mm -hmm. really strong. Yeah. Yeah,
0: They all really, they fit and it's, I mean, it's obviously because they used character tropes for each of the characters but the characters all fit into their own boxes really well um yeah characters got a good rating on this game to spoil that yeah (laughs) um mm -hmm. same here I I do however have my first criticism within the first like five minutes of the game and this is something that I (laughs) never understood will never understand American teens against crime
1: yeah I know I have a note about that as well um what is that The government also? has teens doing its undercover dirty work American teens I kind of incorporate like it interpreted that as like kind of like the boys and girls club like it was like kind of a I don't know like a, a nonprofit organization or like some kind of school program okay. I don't know but that was hilarious I was like what that's lame go on yeah. America yeah
0: I was what uh, I was like uh, this is this raises a lot of questions <laughs> um but it's okay we can let it slide because it got Frank and Joe Hardy in this game it's true they're so great um yep,
1: I also yep. love that we are like on this haunted train and it was found in the middle of the desert just deserted for like over 100 years and Lori just revives it and you know fixes it back into working condition because she is just so rich and bored. Like that's iconic. I love that. It's so random. Rich
0: people are are they're like wild because they have <laughs> I like so much money. I think if I was rich and bored, I would do something similar. Right?
1: Exactly. That's the thing is, I'm like, I would definitely like try to like solve a you know decades old murder. That's 100 what I would do. Oh, know.
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah definitely I would fund a bunch of uh paranormal investigative teams um, American Teens Against Crime okay. you could recruit
1: them sure.
0: <laughs> hey a <a-tech. laughs> um I really really love the Jake Hurley storyline and all of the lore of this train that just we got that uh in Secret of Shadow Ranch and it happens again in a few other games but again we've talked about this before I love these games where there are all of these uh like really big um mythical I mean not mythical as in fake but mythical as in like there's a lot of myths surrounding them characters like yeah Jake
1: you know it's funny I'm reading this book you might have read it it's called inspired by Rachel held Evans and it's about like oh. the bible mm-hmm you know, and and she describes like, you know, the people, I know she's an icon. I love her so much, but she like describes people in the Bible as like, they are, they were real, but also it's like, they're these weird mythical figures in our mind. And that's Mm -hmm. almost how I feel about like these people in the Nancy Drew games. Like they were once real in this fictional universe, but yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. neat. And I also love that since this train was just taken out of the desert, you know, everything is like untouched. It's like, in the condition it was and everything is still there and it's probably very um unrealistic that that's the case but I love that I think it's like really cool and that it's like stuck in time and then all of John yeah. Gray's like equipment feels so out of place there but it's like great mm. like almost as if we shouldn't be there I don't know I, I love that um also fun fact Jake Hurley was from Philadelphia woohoo hey. shout out to Philly <laughs> love, love her
0: love her so much love it love it um Bess and George's dialogue in this game is stellar so good Uh uh-huh so good I love that it's just like it's very good normally I don't love when we have to call characters because I'm a very like I don't I don't like I don't know I like Going around and doing things. I don't just, I hate that we're stuck on a phone talking to someone. If we could talk to someone on the phone while we went around and did things, that would be great. Oh, yeah. But we can't ever, um, which is fine. Uh, but in this game, I didn't mind it because Bess and George had some pretty, pretty great dialogue. Um, and then the beginning of the game is kind of just making your way towards the back of the train finding some things like that one review mentioned I like how you can so if you remember what you do because you just listened to the episode one of my big criticisms of Curse of Blackmore Manor was that you're doing all of these puzzles before you know what they're intended for um but I like this game where you can start doing these puzzles before really knowing what they do but a lot of the time you can't finish them until you know like what's going on like you can't get all of the pipes connected until you're like very far in the game but you can connect some of the pipes earlier and you find all of these uh doll references like the pair of shoes with the name in them on the chair and the thing in the right. trunk and like things on couches and like you're finding these things as you're making your way towards the back of the train and then you get to points in the game where you're like oh this makes sense this is what I need to do with this thing that I saw earlier right it it
1: builds in a cohesive way that I don't think we saw in Curse of Blackmore Manor like I like Mm -hmm. I think that there is it's it's interesting it's almost like as there are chapters to this storyline in this plot which I love in Nancy Drew games when there's like a structure like a plot structure um as there. Progression in the plot, there are also progression in the puzzles, and it makes all the puzzles so much more meaningful because almost mm. none of them felt tedious. Like I, I was going through doing them, and like every puzzle led to another puzzle or led to something that I could immediately get gratification from. So it, it never felt like I was wasting time or like doing something that was stupid. um mm. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I thought that th- that was like a strength of this game that I think maybe they
0: learned from Curse of Blackmore Manor, maybe. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. really, really strong. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also, I really love the, uh, puzzles like the pipes puzzle. I don't know why oh, I, I, just love, I love, yeah. I love
1: pipe, those pipes puzzles. And now yeah. I can understand if someone like, you know, listening probably like, doesn't like the pipe puzzles and how yeah, maybe this totally. game wasn't their favorite because of all the pipe puzzles, but I'm with you. I love I love think those the are pipe so, fun.
0: so fun I wish they were I wish they were harder I mean there were plenty hard when I was younger you know but I wish I wish that the games could age as I age could age I with know. me and <laughs> get harder um anyway get on at her interactive yeah guys <laughs> um so we're making our way towards the back of the train meeting people i don't really like anyone except for the hardy boys um everyone's just kind of why don't i like our cast of characters i mean tino's obvious and uh everyone else i think kind of is just doing their own little thing which is fine but Nobody really. This is my enneagram two coming out. Are you ready? Nobody really made an effort to like make us feel welcome. (laughs) I'm like nobody really cared about getting to know Nancy. Like we're just kind of there. It's true. I take issue with that.
1: (laughs) Oh, but I kind of loved that because it was so accurate to like sort of the, the stereotypes that this game is pandering to like these huge hot shots and whatever field they're in, they've lost touch with humanity mm-hmm. and with these people who like are quote unquote, lesser than them. And I think that mm-hmm. having them all kind of ignore Nancy right at the beginning, like until she proves herself is mm-hmm. realistic. Um, yeah. And I, I really oh, love that. Oh, It totally that. fits like I, I just don't that. like it <laughs> I know I know like like it feels bad as, as like a player yeah. but I also like analytically I think that's such a strong choice and I thought they played yeah. that really well um where you almost like every time you talk to somebody the relationship improves or is a little different like in the past or in games like it hasn't felt like the relationships with all the characters change or mm. alter very much this it felt that Ooh, that's growth a good point. Was very prevalent
0: that's a really good point yeah. um the so then we get to the um what is it co- called like the engine room that's not the engine room is it are What's you talking the room about with all the the contraptions the yeah I don't know like the I called it the caboose the, con, the caboose the and then the lounge room. car is like the where and glory the is car. um Yeah, I so the uh, mechanics of all of the contraptions in this train uh, seem a bit advanced.
1: For like 1860.
0: Yeah, I mean, advanced for now, like (laughs) the whole, I mean, sorry, not advanced for now. Someone could do that and it's like, it would work, but definitely advanced for back then. And also just implausible that all of these all of these things on this train are connected to other things in different parts of the train you know
1: yeah no i hear you on
0: that it, it's it is but it's so good <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i mean i love it i was just like this is a bit far fetched but it's no it's true it, it
1: it's so true <laughs> um uh-huh. and i this is kind of like uh, again regarding like the setting of the train. I really love like the a- the animation walking between cars. I know that's such a like oh yeah little thing, but that is so great. Like I love that like touch. It felt like this game had those finishing touches on it that just ooh, mm. made it so good. Um, yeah, that yeah, was and very I good. I loved it. Um.
0: Then we find Lori.
1: Yeah. And it it's funny too long. <laughs> right. I had I a note literally
0: that says, like, I just found
1: Lori sooner than I remember. Like I felt like last time I played this, which I told um Emily before we started recording. I played this with a friend at, at our church who we both know. Um, and I remember it taking a lot longer, but also, yeah. you know, we had never played it before. So um yeah, but
0: anyway, yeah. I think there's a tendency in new games. Uh to you don't just go through everything all at once like I'll go if I'm playing a new game I'll go talk to someone and then do something and maybe the thing that I do reminds me of the conversation I just had so I go back and talk to them again before I move on to something else and but obviously when you when you replay it you kind of just go through things right and does that make sense no totally I feel like i'm not doing a good job at saying what i have to say
1: okay no I, I know what you mean and also you don't know you're gonna find lori at that point right you don't know oh, yeah you're Find her, mm-hmm. and so everything before that feels so you know big whereas now playing it again finding lori is such a milestone in this mm-hmm. like kind of plot progression so um you play toward that goal you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah um uh- so we find Lori. She gives us this letter that is still intact and legible after a 100 years, which is fine. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, you <laughs> know, Balducci is like, oh, this letter's junk. I'm like, Are you, no, you're an idiot. Um, and at this point, it kind of feels like we're just doing things. But it also feels like there's plenty to do. Like we have this letter that kind of has a clear list of objectives in it. Uh, we've been finding these pipes, this scale thing. We've been seeing these random gems, these dolls. If you've got the cabinet open, there's these dancing shoes to figure out. And so it kind of feels like we're just doing stuff and you don't really know entirely what it's leading to. But I don't have a problem with it because there's plenty to do. And because the mystery at this point, once we found Lori is clear that we're trying to find Jake's mind, Jake's Jake's mind. We're trying to find his mind, his mind. Where did it go?
1: Right, right. It's it gives us a goal pretty like I would say one third into the game you know, like Mm -hmm. up until this point, we have sort of a goal where like, we need to find Lori, and that's the mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's why it works is we have Mm -hmm. an initial goal until we find out what the actual point of the game is. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas again, Curse of Blackboard Manor doesn't have that aspect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes in Nancy Drew games, I find myself just confused as to what we're supposed to be figuring out and what is going on which we will talk about very heavily in the next game (laughs) oh my god oh I'm
1: dreading replaying which I
0: love I love that game I
1: don't but maybe I'll change my mind maybe I'll play it again and love it honestly who knows but I hated it when I played it the first time
0: (laughs) um at this point, I wrote down, we've already gone over this, but I need to just read it to you because I think it's funny. I wrote, Caroline, which of our four suspects do you feel the most kinship with? And why is it Charlena Purcell?
1: <laughs> I love her. I literally want to be her one day. The thing is, is I was like, yeah, they're all assholes because they're famous. But like, I would be Charlena. I want to be
0: Charlena. She's hmm. so cute. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> it was just the the vibes or something the vibes. um Immaculate. did you notice did you see the photo of jake and camille on the wall in which in it's in charlena's car yes i did see that. jake looks like uh shrewd who should go to work on shrewd farms <laughs> that's
1: correct he does look like that that's so funny Thank you for saying Me that. <laughs>
0: gorgeous, but Jake, I'm like, uh, do you have like a beat in your back pocket or something? Right. Oh,
1: that's so funny.
0: <clears throat> um yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? It's kind of before we get to Copper Gorge, it's kind of just like going through the train and doing things. Right. I know. It's um I have a
1: couple of just random notes. One is just the emergency brake being thrown is such it's interesting because it's like it was so startling i was like whoa mm-hmm. storytelling hello like what is happening and it's it was so good love that um i like um there's this quote from tino who says who's the world's most famous detective and i wrote literally me bitch ass Tino," because i i just was so fed up yeah. with his absolute silliness um charlena deadass says quote boys will be boys classic um i'm summarizing i think she said it in a different way but um why did i write this down anyway sorry it just says i am saddled with your drift frank hardy says that at one point Mm. also joe is a believer in the supernatural so if we were the hardy boys i'd be frank and you'd be joe
0: this is true And I I kind of love that (laughs) for us. This is true. I think that's why I don't. That's why I prefer Frank is because I don't really think Mm. I can handle two of myself. I can barely handle myself. (laughs) I can't. I can't do two of me. Um, (laughs) God bless. If I ever get married, Lord help him. Um, (laughs) But did you. Oh, and you did encounter the Camille's ghost sighting, right? I did. Yes. Is that an optional thing? Like yes the ghost that. sighting and <gasps> the emergency break are both optional optional you're serious uh-huh. what if you just Wild. go through everything so fast you might not encounter it oh that's crazy i didn't know i have that. gone through so times where i haven't encountered them yeah that's crazy i love um, also
1: so when mm-hmm. when we find out tino is the one who threw the emer- emergency break and nance and tino like confesses to it and nancy goes no harm done and i'm like no harm done Tino could have put it put us in immediate danger, Nancy. Like, are you a fool? Like, what? Anyway, that card uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I oh my God. And then sorry, my last note before Copper Gorge. Last Go note before it. Copper Gorge. Doing the doll puzzle. And I said, "Yes, this is like I was. I had been playing for three hours at this point." I said, "That doll that cries, Mama can absolutely leave. Goodbye, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, see
0: you never. See, see, see you later, Edna. Get out of here. Bye. Yeah, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, the the doll puzzle. I uh, have something to say. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit, please." I have played this game so many times that I just like (laughs) when we get the name of the uh, dance shoes manufacturer, I just like know all of the dolls names, which is like this is not necessarily something that I'm proud of. It just is testament to um, the amount of time in which I've been so bored that I've played this game over and over and over.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you yeah. could match the doll name to the like doll. Like you I know. literally
0: well I wrote it down. I wrote down all the letters. And then I was like, I wonder if I can do it. Um and I did. There was one that I had to double check. Uh but I my guess was right. So That's amazing. I'm so Thanks. proud of you for that, honestly. I'm not. <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'm like, Emily, this is a little sad. <laughs> but it's fine. It, it's
1: fine. Oh.
0: Um, and, and that puzzle is genius. I know. I love that. I puzzle. love that
1: puzzle. It's
0: so it's one of those buildup. Ones, Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of steps to it. There's a lot of things that you have to do. First, you have to do the little dance on the floor tiles or whatever, and then you have to get the name of the ballet slippers uh, manufacturer and then you have to go around the train and find the dolls names and then you have to like figure out who is who and put them in the correct order but it all works together like seamlessly like we have those other um, puzzles in other games where like in uh, Ghost Dogs of Moon like where to get like the spark plug or whatever you have to go take these pictures and then you have to go like get your camo and then you have to blah 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 and blah, blah blah. where you have to do all of these unrelated things to reach a certain end and this was not that it was all very related yeah, it's true and it was
1: they were all puzzles so they were fun to to be part of like it wasn't just like yes. taking pictures of just chores big birds right like yeah. birds in a video
0: game <laughs> that aren't even real. <laughs> But yep. Anyway. Um, and so the doll puzzle is done. And with the slugs that we get from the drawer, we can open the stove in the dining car, which tells us that Jake Hurley's engineer was named James Thurston. Yay. Yep. <laughs> and then one last note before we get to Copper Gorge is are we gonna talk about how Charlina stole a storyline from Lori. Did you encounter yes. that?
1: No I didn't. Wait what are you talking about? So
0: Charlina. so Lori was like so I did all of the dialogue in this game. I went through okay. all of it which I don't normally do um, but Lori was like oh yeah I've talked to Charlena about some of my romance novels ideas blah 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 um, and uh, Nancy asked Charlena about it. She's like have you ever talked to Lori about Or has Lori ever talked to you about any of her ideas for romance novels? And somewhere in all of that dialogue, it comes up that Charlena, like, stole one of Lori's storylines and put it in her book. That's amazing. (laughs) No, it's horrible.
1: (laughs) Charlena said, gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. (laughs) I I am stealing Lori's storyline. I love her so much. Oh, my God. That just makes me love her more. She's so wicked. So I love her. Oh. So wicked.
0: <laughs> Caroline, do you think that is this a good stopping point for this week? Perhaps it is right before Copper Gorge. Right before Copper Gorge. All right. All right. Everybody. Well, today's episode was kind of a short one, but it's short and sweet. And if we keep going, then it's just going to be a really long one. And we're not going to do that to you. So we're going to break it up. All right. We'll see you all in two weeks. We will see you all in two weeks. Uh, what should we say? Uh, Um, Oh, wait. Charlena
1: has a quote where she says, let me know if you run across anything juicy.
0: Ooh. Well, dear listeners, let us know know if you run across anything anything juicy. juicy. See you in A. next time. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Locked Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at It's Locked Podcast. We'll see you in two weeks.